What's up, everybody? You're listening to Back to the Future. This is the podcast where we talk about films and entertainment. My name is Joseph. And I'm Edward. I'm Yaya. I'm Amy. This is our guest, Amy. She recommended we watch Moonrise Kingdom. Well, okay. First, we're going to review Moonrise Kingdom, Wes, one, a, a film by Wes Anderson. But the reason we're doing that is in honor of his uh, recent release of his <clears throat> trailer for his new movie. What is it called? French Dispatch. And it has a longer name, actually. The French Dispatch of the Liberty, Kansas Evening Sun. Why on God's green earth would anyone name a movie that title that long did, did you see the birds of prey oh uh, yeah title? they had to shorten it because nobody was going to watch them oh the emancipate or the emancipation of the fantabulous emancipation yeah. of harley <laughs> they quinn that, they cut that bit off i would too I not yeah yeah uh yeah uh, that was one of my questions the only, was... the only person who can do a long title is stanley kubrick <laughs> 2001 no dr strange love Oh, oh how I learned to live by that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. And also, Moonrise Kingdom is a love story. So, you know, we're going to do it in honor of Valentine's Day, which was yesterday for us. Mm-hmm. By the time you're hearing this, it'll be a couple of days removed. But anyways, thank you, Amy. No problem. <laughs> of course. And Amy's, I could not pick, honestly. Yeah, it was that or what? Life Aquatic? Yeah, or the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, man. Well, I kind of want to do Rushmore, too, because you hadn't seen it. I've never seen it. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh, you hadn't seen it either? You told me to watch it. Oh, fuck. I watched uh, Bottle Rocket. Oh, I haven't seen that one. feature film, right? Uh, Yes. I think that's his first one. Mm -hmm. What about Grand Budapest? Yeah. You you guys have seen it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, I haven't seen that one either. Oh, it's really good. Oh, well, we'll get to it later on. I was going to say, when I was was rewatching... moonrise kingdom i was like i feel like there's little bits of his other movies in here but oh, I, we'll, we'll get to that oh yeah there's mm-hmm. definitely themes that cross over from all his films um anyways uh, edward get us going with the entertainment news rundown so, we predicted but we didn't think it was going to happen parasite swept pretty much almost at the oscars mm-hmm. you got best movie best director best screenplay um foreign film uh it, i'm sure it won some other ones but it won the big ones which I'm proud and I'm happy because that was a really good movie and I suggested it to a lot of people who probably never are going to watch it, but mm-hmm. I think it's well-deserved. Mm-hmm. And I I was thinking because, you know, Ugo was saying how 1917 was likely going to be the winner just because it was safe, and I'm glad that they went the other route and gave it to Parasite. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. Uh, yeah, what do you think about all those wins? Justified? Uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised. Did you ever see it? Uh, Parasite? Mm-hmm. No, not yet. But I know it's a good movie. And I do know that 1917 does not deserve Best Picture. <laughs> really disappointed in you right I'm now. Sorry. Amy, have Give you seen money. Parasite? I have not seen Parasite. Well, do you think they deserve the wins? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Regardless. I, really thought, Based on, I, I thought you uh, went with Joseph. Films. No. No? Oh, yeah. You have seen his other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Remember you tweeted, like, now everyone wants to watch yeah. his movies? What did you say? I was including you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I watched them all. (laughs) I always have to capitalize on opportunity to talk shit. What did you guys see that uh, red carpet reporter that asked him why did you decide to make this film in Korea and in Korean? Oh, I didn't see that. That's the stupidest question ever. He's from Korea. The words that were coming out. He speaks Korean. (laughs) Well, I I saw that, but then uh, someone had commented, and they were like, "Well, because he's made movies that were in all English, Mm. like Snowpiercer, and I forgot the other ones." Oh, he did Snowpiercer. I didn't Mm. know that. Yeah. So, what, which one of your favorite fa- uh, movies? Shows, I think he also did. Which one of your movie? Which one of his movies are your favorite? I I really liked Akja. I don't know why. Mm. Have you seen that? that one? I don't think so. I have seen that. Yeah, I didn't know he directed that. But it, it makes sense. It's like in, it's like Asian, right? Mm. Um, I heard his movie Mother was really good. I think I or The Mother. Seen that one actually. I want to see that one. I heard that that's like one. Too. That's I heard that's like probably one of his best movies he's ever made. Obviously not the Jennifer Lawrence mother, right? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I was at. Oh, yeah, oh, mo- yeah, mother, two thousand nine. Um, yeah, I think it was well deserved. I really like Parasite. I went and saw it twice. I recommend everyone here go see mm-hmm. it, go watch it. But you get slapped. I'll probably buy it. Cool. Nice. And I, I like that it was also the the very first foreign film to win the the major category. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. That kind of gives hope to like you know other countries or other languages, mm-hmm. and I liked what uh, he said. Well, how do you say his name? Bong, Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, Bong Joon Ho. I like how he said if you get a, if you can get over the subtitles, there's amazing. There's a bunch of other amazing films out there, and that's true because I'm oh, yeah, I'm guilty of it. I, I mean, if it's a foreign film, I'm like I've never heard anyone talk about it. I've never heard anything about it. I was like I probably won't watch it. 
You can get over the subtitles. There's movies that aren't about the Avengers out there. Oh, dude, uh, actually, I want to hear it <laughs> in, in Spanish now. <laughs> the uh, like the first foreign film that I really really liked was um, uh, Letters from Iwo Jima by Clint Eastwood, and it's all in Japanese. Oh yeah, it's amazing, dude. It's, Is oh the whole thing's in Japanese? Whole thing's Japanese. Oh, Ken nice. Watanabe is the main main character. Well, he's one of the main characters. I like when movies are made like that in their native languages i just i hate when a movie like takes place in russia and all the russians are like talking in their fake russian accent (laughs) yeah british accents or russian accents yeah yeah and um like one of the a director who does it really well is uh quentin tarantino if you watch inglorious bastards um when they're french there's french characters they're, Mm -hmm. they're speaking french when there's german they're speaking german if they can speak english they'll speak english he does a really good job of like using their native language in the film with subtitles and then he'll you know he'll come up with a creative way to switch to english which i really like yeah and i think is awesome people i I was gonna say i don't know i don't remember if it was that hbo series chernobyl but if i'm remembering correctly i think they're speaking uh the language and then they slowly like transfer into english like this is what we're speaking but now we're gonna speak english Mm. not saying like oh let's let's switch to english but it just makes that transfer i I think it's that i'm not Hmm. for sure i'd have to check that out all right, what do we got next? Oh, Rick Moranis is returning to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which I think he's a great actor. I mean, but then again, he hasn't acted since the 90s, yeah. so I don't know how that's going to fly being gone for like 25 years. I don't really care. <laughs> you, you don't, but do you remember him in anything? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, that's it. Okay, but I mean, he was also in Ghostbusters. He was in oh, yeah, Little Giants. Right. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite movies. Uh, I can't remember what else he was in, but... I mean, he was he was popular in the back in the, the day, kind of like Steve Buscemi. I mean, not Steve Buscemi. Us, uh, damn it, from Police Academy. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Why are you looking at him? He's not Steven, who would actually Steve do Gutenberg. his job and Google shit. Steve Gutenberg. That's who I meant. <laughs> you remember that guy, Steve Gutenberg? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm saying he was similar to like that. He was big in the '90s and he just disappeared. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm You're being over honest. You're yeah, I don't really care. And then you get mad at me for not googling it. Yeah, you should have googled it. Okay, I, I care, care about you doing your job. Either. Am I getting paid for this? You will. <laughs> when when it, I get when paid, it, when it takes off. <laughs> Next subject. <laughs> Next subject. Okay, no. So, <clears throat> Robert Pattinson. You shared the the screen Ooh. test footage of mm. him and his. We well, shared. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. You've been you've been doing pretty good lately because I go in there and I'm like somebody else Shit. does it. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not walking to the gym, passing by Gabe, where I got time to do it. <laughs> but um, no, I you got like, time to make buzz memes. What? That's different. Hell no, motherfucker. That shit takes longer than it does to post a link to an article or no, something. Kind of true. Kind of true. I, mm-hmm. uh, but anyways, uh, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, the, ro- the bat- Robert Pattinson. Batsy, Batsy. Yeah. I think it's gonna be really good. Um, I know a lot of people are don't like it. Well, like I know Buzz told me for a fact. He's like he looks too little. I'm like, and I like I don't know. To me, the the Ben Affleck before I felt like he was I don't know. Too I'm not, bulky. Yeah, I'm not too crazy about the whole Batman character. Like I don't care like really what it looks like. But Robert Pattinson, I was like I'm gonna give him a chance. It looks good. I mean Christian Bell wasn't huge either. Yeah, he's not yeah. that. He wasn't that big of a guy. And he's young. I didn't realize Robert Pattinson's uh, well, 33. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn. I was like, it's going to be cool. So a, a young, fresh Batman. Well, yeah. This is supposed to be the beginnings of Batman. It's the Batman detective type thing where he's still just solving crimes <clears throat> and not defeating evil Killing super people. villains. That's cool. That'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it, to be honest with you. I know yeah. I'm not, you know, like, I always hate on superhero movies, but I like Batman. I'm looking forward to watching this. Especially with DC. Unlike Marvel, DC is always more willing to try new things that mm-hmm. are more interesting. Marvel just has a formula they go yeah. with. DC a lot of shit fails with dc but they try what do you think about it? did you see the new batman costume yeah i saw it and i don't care <laughs> <laughs> but not, i like robert pattinson this is the i don't I care episode probably you, why i would watch it are you not into batman or no not really you didn't like the original with the christopher nolan's three trilogy yeah they're, they're, yeah, they're good the original of adam west i wouldn't just like go watch the original, them again well there weren't originals but uh anyways yeah but i saw his his little logo it's uh supposedly someone was pointing out that it's like a a, i guess a gun that was broken Hmm. maybe the gun that killed his parents or something Mm. but i don't know they made it to where it looks like the symbol i don't know are they gonna tie this one in do you know they're gonna tie this one in with the joker i have no idea i really hope so well because joker's in the 70s and this is like supposedly the 80s so maybe oh okay 
So I don't know. So it's possible. They could do it. I think Joaquin Phoenix said he would be willing to reprise his role as Joker. I'm sure he would. He won an Oscar for it. <laughs> Speaking of ways, did you, did, what did you think of his speech? That was interesting. I liked it. Somebody said it. Somebody was like, oh, yeah, it was my brother's podcast. They were like saying how it was like weird and off the rails and mm-hmm. shit. And I was just like, no, uh, it's not weird and off the rails to talk about, you know, everyone should care about each other. And, you know, it was like it, it essentially like what I got from it was like mm-hmm. unity. You know, it's like. Hey, like everyone has all these like causes and injustices that we are trying to like correct and no, not one is better than the other. We yeah. should all just collectively come together and be like, wow, these are all problems that we can all fix together. If you care about my issue and I care about your issue. That's what I got from it. He seems like a good guy to give that speech because he has a really he has had a really hard life. And also with the recent controversy with the Joker, he's had to face a lot of backlash for something that is but, but that was a fabricated controversy because I watched Todd Phillips talk about how people, and this is true, people were judging the movie before they even yeah. saw it. And they were just like, oh, it's about violence and killing and it's going to encourage white male rage. Know. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, maybe somebody got that out of it. But there's definitely layers to that film okay. that if you dissect and you go deeper, I think there's more to it than just like encouraging gun violence. No, it's just it's showing the marginalized people of society and how difficult life is for the not so normal people yeah i liked his speech that was my sorry went on a rant amy did you like it yeah i, I really enjoyed it um everything he said was true coming from somebody who did to, yeah i was thinking about while i was eating my cereal that i got the milk that they got oh, from the mother that they yanked the baby from damn we're gonna milk your ass after this <laughs> drink your milk oh god oh. see how you like it <laughs> i already have <laughs> just have a milk ring around no 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 but no that's that's one the only reason i brought that up was because like when i was going to work they were playing that part on the radio and that was the part that they were talking about like he didn't have to say that and i I think he needed to people needed to hear that oh yeah but i'm just saying it's it's true you don't with animals mm -hmm. you don't put that people a lot of people don't think about that like you're putting creamer in your coffee and shit by the (laughs) way this is almond milk in my creamer in my coffee (laughs) but yeah you're putting you know creamer in your coffee you're drinking you're you're putting you're eating your cereal with milk that was like mm-hmm. stolen from these animals that doesn't belong to us what well, gives us the right to take that from them because mm-hmm. we can walk and talk you want to walk yeah okay i uh but uh i mean in jordan it was it's not milk isn't so industrialized so i mean yeah you take things from animals but in a sustainable way is there cows out there very little mostly it's just uh sheeps and goats oh like we there's shepherds all over the place. They milk their goats and their sheep's sheep's sheep, and they sell it. But it's uh, it's you also a fornicate with those animals. Not anymore. Well, at least <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, it's a de- it's a definitely uh, deeper conversation that I don't want to have right now. But because <laughs> um, then we'll definitely go off topic. But I liked his speech. So yeah, uh, yeah. Did you or? Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Too. I mean. I just think uh, m- most speeches in award shows like that where they try and preach some kind of agenda, most of them are stupid, and mm-hmm. I really don't care. But with him, like, I, it was good to listen to. Mm-hmm. You know, he was actually talking about something real and not something stupid that most people don't give a shit about. Edward? Uh <clears throat> I was just gonna say. I remember they were they were saying like, "How long is the? Uh, how long do you get to talk?" Because they were like, "I thought it was like a, a time limit." When you win that be- when you win best yeah. actor, they don't give a yeah. fuck how long you're talking. Well, okay, but Parasite won best picture. Remember, and they were all fucking turned the lights off on them. It was the end of the show. You gotta get the fuck out of there. <laughs> oh, it's, but it's the end of the show <laughs> when they give those fun. awards. Deuces. <laughs> God. But um, no, I was gonna say there was also a picture of him holding his Oscar and eating a hamburger with. Rooney Mara and mm-hmm. people are like, "Oh, you're probably talking about meat and this." And they're like, "He's a vegan." That's probably a veg. Uh, yeah. I'm 110 percent sure that was a vegan <laughs> yeah, burger. But yeah. They had they had that picture, and it was supposed to be like, "Look, he's enjoying like his Oscar win, eating a burger with his wife." Mm-hmm. And you know, people, oh, they're married. I think so. God damn. Oh, I don't know. Fuck walking things. <laughs> but anyways, now. um yeah whatever that's the internet everyone's gotta like fucking be negative about everything nobody can just be positive so partner not married so oh partner moving on uh, what else do we have next there's nothing really else i mean unless you want to talk about the other the other movie trailer the, the green knight 
because you were talking about the director oh yeah let's get to the movie trailers yeah so um go ahead oh just so there's a movie coming out from a24 uh it's called the green knight and at, you, you kind of watch it directed by david lowry you kind of watch it and it seems similar to midsummer in which there's like uh there's like a little thing spinning and it has drawings or something and mm-hmm. it I, I guess i'm assuming it has to do with a monster at the end i don't know i get i think it's based off of a book it's a ta- the, no it's the, a take off of the king arthur tale okay the green knight is a character in the king arthur tale who is uh he's a weird mystical eternal being or something like something weird but mm-hmm. uh it's it's definitely fantasy and magic involved with it yeah it's taken from that king arthur bullshit amy did you see the trailer oh uh, i have not seen the tra- trailer somebody needs to be keeping up with that, back to the uh, future facebook page no <laughs> i don't know <clears throat> we're giving out those uh those top badges to anybody now we got our top yeah. fan here didn't watch our trailer on it we posted on our page no, i'm just playing <laughs> <laughs> no it's all good but um it looks interesting i want to see it dev patel which you say you don't care about but the director what else did you say he made he so he's he's made quite a bit um his studio productions he did um Jung the Puff the Magic Dragon or not Puff the Magic? What's the Magic Dragon one? Pe- the Peach Dragon. Peach Dragon, yeah. I don't know. I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he did Peach Dragon for Disney, but he's done a lot of like independent films. He did um, oh, Ghost Story. Like, you told me that's the main one. He okay. that's his like oh, most independent. He yeah, did he Lion, did Slumdog Millionaire, Hotel. Oh wait, this just. Oh, happened. he did Lion. Oh, so that's how he has that connection. He's looking up Dave Patel's. Oh, IMDb. oh, okay. I was gonna say what? Wait, who? What's his name? I got him. Uh, no, I was about to say, how the hell he did Lion and Slumdog Millionaire? It's like, no wonder he has a connect with Dev Patel. Yeah, so David Lowry. And I really Dave do Lowry like his work. Also. His his most recent is uh, The Old Man and the Gun, which I think was uh, Robert mm, Redford's last yeah. movie. Um, before that, he did uh, A Ghost Story, which is also an independent movie. And then before that, he did Peach Dragon, which is like a Disney movie. He got paid which a shitload of money. Uh, I don't think it did, any, did well. Um, one that put him on the map was Ain't Them Body Saints with casey mm-hmm. affleck i don't think i saw really it. good movie i recommend watching it uh oh rooney mars in that one also and yeah that's like his bi- i guess he did uh saint nick mm-hmm. was like his first like indie flick that really got him some attention and then he made ain't them body saints and okay. so he's really an independent film director so it's pretty cool that a24 is you know producing this movie well <clears throat> a ghost story is is good it has is. is I have my issues with it, but um, I want to see the Green Knight. I don't know; it looks interesting. And then also we have the French Dispatch. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the trailer. I'm, I can't really remember it that well. I mean, if you want to talk about it, um, it just it's about like a newspaper, uh-huh. and there's there just seems to be so much going on. The mm-hmm. cast is just amazing: Timothy Chalamet, mm-hmm. uh, Tilda Swinton, Swans, whatever her name, Swinton. Swinton. That's Benicio a fucking dude. That's a huge. <laughs> Big name cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, Shit. well, he always has big names in the movie. Right. Owen Wilson. Well, I mean, but this one has like probably like thirty compared to like you know his other movies have like ten, twenty. <laughs> well, still, but I mean, like you're talking about a lot. Adrian I mean, Brody, Saoirse Ronan, Jason Schwartzman. Your girl, Saoirse Ronan. Oof. Yeah. All right, Edward, the ghost of you, my baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, it could have just been her. I would have, I would have paid for it. One woman play. Oh, God. Oh, I'm over here. Where is Anderson? I have no. <laughs> Where are me lucky charms? <laughs> she has a thick Irish oh, accent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, well, we're getting close to the 20 minute mark. So we're going to go ahead and end the video portion of the podcast. Guys, thanks for watching. As always, you can listen to the rest of the podcast on Spotify, Apple, uh, all that good stuff. So listen to the rest. So we're going to go ahead and start talking about Moonrise Kingdom. Uh uh, Edward, first, let's give us, let's hear your thoughts initially. What do you think about it? I hadn't seen it since it, it came out, and I don't remember where I saw it, whether it was in theaters or on TV. But I didn't think it came out in 2012. I was like, damn, that mm. seems like a long time mm. ago. Yeah, I knew. Yeah. I mean, I got how dated it was because of the kid that's like in all the A24 movies now. He's like a little boy in that one. Yeah. Who is he? Um, he's, he's oh, he's one of the a- troopers. Yeah, yes. the one that gets stabbed. Oh, what's he in now? He's in everything. He's in Honey Boy. Yeah, he's in Honey Boy. He plays Shia LaBeouf. <gasps> oh, I did not recognize him. Yeah, he's in Boy Erased, and I didn't realize that was him until I rewatched it. Oh, okay, yesterday. yeah, and he's he's also the big like, brother in um 
mid 90s mm-hmm. yeah okay okay yep. but um yeah and uh it was good i honestly i thought i remember what it was about and then i watched it and i was like oh yeah it was mm-hmm. i liked it his name is lucas hedges okay he was in ladybird too i think i, I don't remember him in that did you see ladybird yeah okay Boy Race, oh, then his back. Uh, he was in uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. He was the son. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That one I never saw. That was a good one. Started, started his career with Wes Anderson. Well, he probably made stuff before that. But anyways, um, yeah, it's a good movie. Um, I was gonna, I would ask Yaya what he thought of it, but he didn't watch it recently. I, I liked it when I did watch it. It was good. Yeah, very <laughs> Wes Anderson-y. Amy, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I love it. It's like a storybook i don't know i love it <laughs> yeah yeah it, uh, it's it, visually gorgeous mm-hmm. well. yeah it does feel like a like a fairy tale almost yeah. mm-hmm. it's a really simple story mm-hmm. it's just boy likes girl and mm-hmm. they've, well okay mm-hmm. i think it's on the surface it's simple i think it's very deep right. if i'm being completely honest but i mean like if someone was to watch it they'd be like oh that little boy liked that little girl what a great movie mm-hmm. if, if you want to dig into it deeper if you're, yeah. if you're an idiot <laughs> you might think uh, that i'm just okay for <laughs> an average movie person who was like hey watch this movie and you were to ask them like oh let's go into specifics and details on what did it, how did it make you feel want therapy session well i mean not that but like if you're gonna go uh, there's there's definitely more to it than a like girl liking a little a guy and a little boy and a little girl liking each other okay well if you're gonna you explain have to affair, someone you have affairs you have a tragedy you have coming of age mm-hmm. your life lessons you have family uh cohabiting co- with your family and those dynamics it's it's a deep movie and if you I think an average person can pick all that up just by watching it. Uh, when I watched um, oh God, Jojo Rabbit uh, in the theater, one of the first things that popped into my popped into my head when I was done, um, it re- reminded me a lot of Moonrise Kingdom, where it's a story about a kid growing up mm-hmm. in a way. The connection between those two directors that can be drawn is that they use kids in their films a lot, mm-hmm. aside from his Thor Ragnarok movie. But um, yeah, Taika Waititi's a lot of his feature films are about like kids and growing up and their journeys and stuff like yeah. that. Um, let's get some dislikes and dislikes. Was, was there anything you disliked from the movie, Amy? I know there was something I can't, I can't remember right now. Uh, I mostly in my mind, what sticks in my mind is everything I do like. Right. <laughs> Out of like, so if you had to rate it, rate it on a scale of nine to 10, what would you say? Oh, probably like a eight or nine. Oh, nine. Okay. That's pretty good. I'd give it like a solid nine. Yeah. What about you? Was there anything that you can remember that you disliked from the movie? Uh, so when I watched that movie, it was before I was really getting into non mainstream filmmaking, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, I mean, I grew up in Jordan. We watched superhero movies, war movies, the bit, the big blockbuster stuff. And this was one of the first movies I saw that really, I got to see what you can actually do with film. You can, tell a really good story and make it look beautiful and unique mm-hmm. now uh when i first watched it it was hard to get into it because wes anderson it's hard to just get into wes anderson because he's got so much going on all the time on screen every single thing you see on screen means something so i was just sitting there trying to figure out oh what, what, what's going on right now what's what's this uh what's this stuff <clears> in the background like in the house i remember specifically in the house where Every room, everything in that room is just on a single wall because you're seeing it from uh, the fourth wall perspective. Mm-hmm. So it was, I liked it, but it wasn't until later that I appreciated for what it was. When I watched it, I just thought, oh, that's, that's too much. You know? Yeah, that's weird that you say it was kind of hard for you to get into him because I like easily found myself just being drawn to Wes, Ander- Wes Anderson films, especially with his, his, his uh, Rushmore. I was going to say it's first, but it's not his first feature film. I think that was the first film I saw of his, and um, I don't know, I was just so captivated by the story, and just, um, you know, you have this young guy facing all these challenges, but he's a deeply broken character, and I was like, holy shit, this guy is deep, and there's so many layers to him, and he's kind of a piece of shit, but he's also, like, really likable, Um, and that's, I think that translates to all of his films. He has a lot of characters, even in this one, there's people that you can say on the surface are pieces of shit, Mm -hmm. but you have these really intimate moments with them on screen that you're just like, 
wow, I like this guy. Like Bruce Willis, for instance, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. he's, you know, having an affair, which most people would say, hey, like that's, you know, he's involved with a woman who has, who's married and they're having an affair or whatever. And most people would say, hey, like that's kind of like a piece of shit thing to do. But then when him and the little boy are having the, like that one-on-one talk in his like boathouse, it's like super intimate and he just drops all this knowledge on him. And you're just like, oh, this is actually a nice guy. And I, that's what I was saying. That translates to all of Wes Anderson's films. He has these like incredibly broken characters who are so deep and actually real people. You look past their faults and you're just like, I actually like this guy. I think that's part of the reason why it's so hard for me to get, in, get into it. Because growing up, like liter- literally every story I was ever told, because I grew up very religious and very conservative. And like I said, watching generic movies. There, everything is black and white. There's good and evil mm-hmm. in everything. There's no right. question about it. But then Wes Anderson, he he's uh, his character is a lot a lot more dynamic, and it, that's not how the world works. I mean, there good people do bad things, bad people do good things. It's just mm-hmm. he he really um, his, his characters are a lot more complex than most movies because he does delve deep into mm-hmm. what makes people people. Yeah, and that's why I was drawn to it. Um, Edward. Uh, Something that's this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Real pick. He's making oh, his comeback. The mean, notes. What See? didn't you like about the movie? Despite the <laughs> fact that Harvey Keitel is in there for like five minutes. Who? Harvey Keitel. Yeah. He's oh, a, he's, Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you said like Harry or something. Oh, no, I meant to say Harvey. <laughs> Harry, well, Harry I was Keitel. I was I was struggling with his last name. Oh, gotcha. Like, but um, uh, no. No, I mean, there's a part where, like, you can tell, like, um, Edward Norton, he, like, jumps <clears throat> into, like, the the cabin of the, the the one who's in charge, the chief, whatever, and you can tell it's all green screen, but. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, I mean, I didn't, I don't have any issues, but, I mean, if you even wanted me to pick at it, I, that's what I'll say. Okay, no, I mean, I don't want you to pick at it. But. <laughs> oh, but I have to pick at it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, no, but it, it's, a, it's a great movie, and like you were saying, every character has, you know, they go deep, and it's just, like, everyone has a story everyone in life you meet i mean you may not like them or whatever but they have a story the reason why they are the way they are and <clears throat> when i was watching it i knew they had something going on i don't know if i didn't i didn't take it necessarily as sexual the the mom and, and bruce willis but i was like okay there's something there maybe they talked to each other they had a relationship beforehand i don't know what but they're keeping it secret and mm-hmm. you know that's that's where that all comes from well they they say they have they were having a remember she she like cuts him off. She's like, we can't do this anymore. Mm, okay. But that's, that's what I, I, I want to go back to like why I think he's such a brilliant, brilliant filmmaker mm-hmm. is because they never actually, you never see them having an affair and you never hear them say that word, but like, you know, something was going on mm-hmm. without actually having to like see yeah, or hear it. Cause they went off like, you know, in a, their own little secret spot type of thing. Right. Right. So, um, next thing I want to do, I want to focus on performances because they are a little, you know, different so amy let's get your thoughts on the performances why do you gotta start with me oh okay we can start with edward <laughs> <laughs> i thought they were great for being kid actors and usually i can't stand kid actors but mm-hmm. no they, they did great and um i had to look up what else they had done the little boy he's been in a couple other things but i didn't realize that the girl was in us i just didn't know who her character was but i was looking at like her filmography i i, I want to go back and watch and see if i can find who she was supposed to be hmm. interesting yeah, I yeah, know you don't really remember. Uh, I just remember that I really liked seeing Edward Norton in uh, shorts because right before that I had watched him in Moon, and it was a much different. Wait, no, wait, that was oh, Sam Rockwell. Was, yeah, I was gonna say, no. oh, I love that movie Moon. I don't remember what I watched Edward Norton in, but I watched him some super serious. I the think Incredible it, Hulk. No, I think it was uh, Leaves of Grass. <laughs> hmm. I, I watched him in Leaves of Grass, and then uh, I saw him in uh, in this, and it was a big shift. But yeah, I mean, everybody was good. Okay, now. Okay, well, um, the two leads were kids, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think they did phenomenal. I didn't look up what other movies that they did. You said they didn't really do anything else? The or? little boy, he's been in a couple of things, but nothing lately. I think I remember watching uh, an interview that Wes Anderson did where he he mentioned that he went through uh, a bunch of kids interviewing mm-hmm. them. Uh, oh, so he, so he just kind of like found them off he, the street? Yeah, and he... <laughs> When he got to them, he knew those were the ones. Mm-hmm. Those were the kids I want to I want to work with. And so I don't think they really did anything before this. No, I don't think so either. They did seem kind of like um, first time actors, which is impressive because mm-hmm. they did uh, they did great. 
What do you think about the other like big cast? Like you have Bruce Willis, you have Bill Murray, mm-hmm. you have um Oh, what's her name? Uh well the only other thing that I was that stuck out in my mind was Edward Norton. <laughs> uh him being in there and I'm like, I wonder how that was working with him because I, I don't know. I thought he had a reputation of like being hard to work with. Oh and, yeah, and I thought about that too. Yeah, does like, he? And he's in. Oh, everything. Movie. I, I wonder how that like how that went or. Everything I've heard about him is that he's a really nice guy. He's just really? super private. No, he's a piece of shit that tries to direct the movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, for real? Like, rewrite. Yeah, he like he tries to like rewrite the scripts and. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah. I thought that's why he wasn't the Hulk anymore. No, that oh, is like, that yeah, is why. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Say probably. Well, I mean that was. A bad movie no he was rewriting lines in the movie <laughs> on the fly yeah and he was like just like working from his own script and they were what like the what are you doing fuck? that's why that movie sucked because he yeah. fucked it up oh i think God. he had a weak director too because like i think these guys mm-hmm. like wes anderson is, is an established director and like he's gonna be like hey fucking cut your shit out and do what i'm saying because he can get another person i've made a million of these movies mm-hmm. before i'm gonna make a million more you're you're fucking on my time he can do that right yeah. i don't know mm-hmm. if he would actually say something like that but if you have like a not so established director who's kind of just like somebody like me if they're like hey go make the hulk and then edward whatever norton's you want, over Mr. here norton, like norton, whatever you edward want. norton's like hey i'm gonna do yes, this yes, yes, uh, he's like, such a good idea yeah. he's like what the fuck have you made but uh can you try doing it the way i wrote it yeah. <laughs> wipes his ass with my page and he's just like keep going mm-hmm. so i what i want to just say about their performances like i think uh, I, I really liked him and, and this is a uh, so when the movie came out I know a lot of people didn't like it and to this mm-hmm. day I've heard a lot of Wes Anderson fans say that was their least favorite movie and, and because of the performances but they play these very they're deadpan characters almost like it's very um, on the nose they say what they're thinking you know there's no read between the lines bullshit yeah. with them they're not very reactive either exactly yeah and that's that's the performance that's this like really nuanced performance that i think wes anderson directed them you know this mm-hmm. is this obviously had to have been like agreed upon this is how i want the performance everybody's really chill really calm except for when bill murray throws a shoe at edward norton <laughs> uh, oh i also like when bill murray picks up that tent like nothing he's like <laughs> Yeah, his daughter laying there, just laying there with that guy. Um, yeah, they zip it, they zip it up, and just goes. <laughs> I did, I did like that scene. Like you hear the like the boat and the helicopter and all this shit, and they're just like, huh? He puts his glasses on, and they're all out there. <laughs> I really do like their performances, and I think it lends itself to the film because the movie and most Wes Anderson films, they're not trying to be like real life. Like most movies, strive for authenticity. Like they want you to feel like you're watching a rep- a real life. Thing, right mm-hmm. and his movies don't do that Wes Anderson doesn't do that he he is a very aware that you're watching a representation of what life should be and so he tries to, he goes out of his way to project that in his movies with the directing style with the you know it's almost like you're watching a play like you said there mm-hmm. were everything's from the fourth mm-hmm. wall everything's very flat centered um, the movements are you know he does a lot of pans I feel like his movies are realistic in the sense of uh realistic emotion well not really because in this and t- and like in this way like nobody's gonna be all calm and shit about you know like we said mm-hmm. their their performances their everything's very calm nobody gets crazy or outrageous but they 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 say their emotion more than portray it you know physically well nobody really talks like that either nobody just says what's on their mind most of the time but the way they mm-hmm. communicate you understand how they're feeling well yeah and that's what i'm that's what i'm getting at is that this is a representation of what yeah. life is and what people go through and like going back to his directing style that's what he's going for and that's what i think makes him unique but also what pushes him away from most people you ever wonder what it's like uh to see the world through one of those people's eyes because i imagine seeing the world through a guy like tim burton's eyes is pretty horrifying (laughs) (laughs) so uh, the world through Wes anderson's eyes is probably very interesting yeah i mean i i doubt those guys are like all you know cynical and shit like that but that's the part of being an artist is you have to like put yourself in that headspace and take yourself to that place mm-hmm. you know you can't make a movie about a murder uh, when you're not a murder are you saying right. that you need to murder somebody <laughs> to make a murder movie? no but you you have to put yourself in that headspace yeah. you have to put yourself in that world yeah. and so you know i th- i think it's very similar i'm sure he's as i'm sure tim burton has a normal life mm-hmm. but he takes himself to a place to project his art did you notice what was going on in the background of the movie? Uh, it looked like they were training, right? No, no, no. But there's there's a story, very, very simple, quiet story going on. 
Did any of you, did you notice Throughout it? the whole movie? Throughout the whole movie, there's scenes that we see. I just remember the storm being in the background mostly. It's another love story happening. Huh. No. Amy. It's Jason Schwartzman. I'm Think. It's not with Jason Schwartzman. Uh, Short, Schwartzman. Does it have to do with Edward Norton? Yes. I don't know who he'd be falling for. The operator. Oh, oh, and uh, here and she didn't even have a name. It was social service. Oh no, no, not social service. No, I'm talking about you're talking about. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, you're talking about. And that's what I wanted to say about the movie that the, it's so deep mm-hmm. that there's there, behind, there's yeah there's so many layers. There's a love story going on the whole movie. It's not. It's so small, and and, and you know most people will miss it, mm-hmm. but that's what makes makes him such a good director. And you, and you see, and they're only together like four scenes, I think. You see them when they first meet in the operating. Then she gives them some some food, and they meet again. And then whenever like the church tower is crashing, she's like all concerned, like "Are you okay?" And he's like, "Of course I am," you know. And you can yeah. sense the concern. And then towards the end, when you see him again in his clubhouse, and he's got a photo of her on his desk. Oh, I didn't even. Uh, I didn't, didn't notice, notice it. Wow. <laughs> no, but earlier I was talking about how there's. I felt like there was pieces of his other movies in there, like the dog. It looked like the one from the Isle of Dogs. Oh yeah. And then there's mm. like a there's like a ho- it looks like the Grand Budapest Hotel in the background. It's like a pink looking building, and I was just like, I wonder if he's like hiding these in here for a reason, or if they just look they just were supposed to resemble his other movies. But those movies are all after. Is he like planning ahead? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Or maybe mm. he took from Moonrise. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, because I saw the little dog, and I was like, man, it looks like the dog from the Isle of Dogs. Right. Well, so since we're talking about his themes and his strategy. Um, a, a big complaint that I read online was everyone was like, this is the most Wes Anderson movie I've ever seen. Cause like all his like traits, yeah, yeah, everything that he's known for doing was just in the trailer. And somebody was just like, people complaining about Wes Anderson making a Wes Anderson movie is stupid. It's like, here's my money. Give me Wes Anderson. Yeah. Um, do you guys have a problem with that or? No, I, and I like that because it's like a lot of directors, they, when they try to like, you know single themselves out from other directors it's like this guy has his already made yeah. and so if anyone else tries to do it it's like oh you're trying to copy wes anderson yeah yes yeah, i'm oh, sorry i'm wondering if it's like that because it's his first uh film without owen wilson talking about moonrise king yeah, moonrise. oh that was his first movie without owen wilson yeah. oh i didn't even notice that yeah, no owen wilson isn't in it. yeah without him being in it or writing he did have another collaborator did you see who the other person was who wrote I it didn't. i didn't see but I saw he co-wrote that movie with some yeah. Moonrise Kingdom with somebody. Owen yeah. Wilson was busy making Marley and me. Marley. Wow. <laughs> right. uh, Roman Coppola. 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 I'm sure he's related to Francis Ford Coppola. Wow. My hey. my Owen Wilson slash little Nicky impersonation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trivia's uh, great grandson of Francesco Pinino. Okay. I thought you were going to say people didn't like it because of the whole, the, the scene where they're on the, that little beach or whatever and the girl's like in her undies type of thing that was so weird to watch i i put myself and i put myself in the in in his seat and i'm just like could i ever direct two little kids to like <laughs> make out and like touch it touch her boobs <laughs> that was just fucking but I, you know what like it's for the art you yeah know? like if yeah, he didn't do that weird. and if he didn't do that it wouldn't have been conveyed in, in the same way mm-hmm. right because this is supposed to be a love story between two kids he doesn't i don't know he wants to show that it's it's uncomfortable but that's yeah, a lot that's of cinema is uncomfortable <laughs> that was for the first time like i was watching like bill murray's part and i was like man that's probably how i would get all pissed off i mean I don't know. <laughs> it's different because i never thought about that but now that i help raise elena i'm like i probably would get pissed off like that too the yeah. hell out of here yeah right. no matter what yeah all these parents all these adults in the movie are mm-hmm. supposed to be like well put together but they're so damaged. I feel like it's kind of a commentary on like being an adult and raising kids. It's like, how are, how are these parents? Like you're saying, how, are, mm-hmm. how is Bill Murray going to get mad at these two for running away when he's so disconnected from his family that his wife is off doing whatever? His kids don't even feel like they know him. His wife, how is his wife going to get mad at, at her daughter for running away when she's off having an affair? She's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Away. <laughs> how is, um, what's his name? I mean, Ed, Warren, Ed Norton wasn't really mad, but like, you know, how is he going to try and get this, go in search for this kid when he didn't even notice he was missing until like halfway through their like lunch or breakfast or whatever? Mm-hmm. 
all these adults in this film are just so hypocritical. Yeah, they're they're so damaged. But I think that's a commentary on 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 being an adult and being a parent is like when you're little kids, at least I know when I was a kid, I thought parent, all my parents had the answers to everything. All the adults in the world, they they knew everything. But now that I'm older, I'm like they don't know a fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, dude, cuz you see it like you think of, you put yourself in that situation and you're like I've got my own problems and I'm super fucked up. What's it like if I raise yeah. a kid? Because that's what they were doing. They're fucked up in their own way. They're trying to raise a kid. It's mm-hmm. like, ugh. It's like, yeah. in reality, like, you don't ever really, like, change. In, I mean, you do, people do change, but, like, there's always, like, still remnants of who you were, uh, you know, and I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be, like, old as fuck and still think I'm, like, a kid in my, yeah. in, in, at heart and in my mind. I'm going to be, like. Well, because, like, I think, like, at my age, my dad was already had five kids and so it's, like. He, I know for a fact he didn't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to put try and put yourself, like, in your parents' shoes. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Do you think, you know, he, he was commenting on adulthood, adulthood and being a parent and stuff like that? Yeah, I think so. Um, I feel like he probably got a lot of that from his own life. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It seems to be a constant theme in his movies. It is. I think... Uh, Damaged parents. Mm-hmm. I like that we sorry. had just watched uh, the Roy- the Royal Tenenbaums mm-hmm. before that, and it was like very similar. Oh, f- extremely similar. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. And also, like, there's always three boys and one girl, and the girls in the family depressed. Oh yeah. And I was like, is this like in their family? Like, like does he have brothers? Because he always has three boys and a girl. No, that makes sense. That's he has gotten criticism for that too in the past, like the way he portrays the female characters. A lot of people mm-hmm. are saying it's kind of like he just uses them as a a narrative device to like push the story, but it's but it's not really like they're only there to make the story like move. And like there's always like a male character who's like chasing. Ooh. There's always like a male character chasing <laughs> after them or something. Yeah, but uh, oh, that's cool. I don't like that criticism because he's a he's a male obviously mm-hmm. and so he makes movies from a male perspective it 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 would be kind of weird for him to try and do it from a female perspective because then he'd be accused of hey you're not a girl you don't know what you don't know what it's like mm-hmm. you don't know how to how uh, her experiences in life are different from yours which is true he doesn't so he's going to do what he knows and there's plenty of good female directors out there who do female characters really well mm-hmm. i mean little women is a really good example of it so Every director can't be every single thing everybody wants. He's going to do what he knows how to do. He's going to portray his movies the way that he understands how to do it. And then uh, if you don't like that, then go watch something made by a female director about a female character. True, true. true. What do you think about that? Did you, did you get Amy coming from the female perspective? Did oh, you get no. any? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I completely agree. And also he... Like you said, it's from his perspective, and yeah. he has two other brothers, right? So that's mm-hmm. three but, three boys, and his parents are, were divorced. So did he have a sister or no? He did not have a sister. No. Interesting. Maybe that. And maybe like you said, I think he uses that female character to drive the narrative. Oh, it's the, narrative. it's the thing that mm-hmm. he didn't have in his life that would have made things make more sense, probably. Maybe, maybe that's just like, maybe he takes all his problems and his troubles and he just p- puts them in a female character so that's really him just it's a, represent- oh, you know it's a representation right, of him. the Susie in moonrise uh, kingdom she finds that book mm. how to deal with the troubled, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. troubled yeah. Child. Mm-hmm. and that's directly from his past because he found a book Ooh. similar to that whenever uh, he was growing up oh that's interesting i like that i like sort of love that people take little bits and pieces and of their lives and just sprinkle them into this script and story obviously the whole thing is fake but you know Mm -hmm. you put yourself in everything that you write i think that's what makes film special and 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 different Hmm, that's just me um okay so the last thing i wanted to talk about the cove it gets wiped off the map their moonrise kingdom does it Mm -hmm. you didn't hear you didn't catch that at the Mm -hmm. end I mean, I saw when he was painting the picture, and then it goes at the end and like fades in and shows it. Where but they, they were so when the narrator, which is we haven't really talked about that, but the narrator is a cool part of the story. I really like that. Mm-hmm. He 
says it at the end when he's saying all the stats, like talking about the crops, how they've had the best crops and stuff. He oh, says, yeah. uh-huh. he doesn't call it Moonrise Kingdom, but it, remember it's like a latitude, longitude location. It's like yeah. 521, blah, 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 mm. is, was completely wiped off the map. Oh, okay. oh, okay. So what do you guys think about that? What does that mean? That's got to mean something. It was included. That it was just, <clears throat> it's just a memory now? Yeah, I think when I watched it, the way I understood it was that uh, that happened and it can never happen the same way again because there's literally no going back to that. Mm. Just move on from that point. You accept what happened and you move on. Amy, what do you think about that? I did not realize that. Well, now that you know. Now that I realize it. Not to put you on the spot or anything. God damn it. What if they weren't rescued? What if they were there the whole time before the thing came? They would have been dead. Yeah. interesting stuff something yeah, to think about I think like... sorry I think for me it's um, kind of like they grew up right they learned something from this whole experience um, everyone you know at the end we see everyone's changed he was, he's living with Bruce Willis he's being a little pretend cop she's you know seems a little bit more content at home her parents are tr- actually trying to work things out I think it was it was kind of saying like these kids aren't kids anymore. Like they've grown up a little bit, you know, their lives are not the same. They reached and the point of no return. Just like their cove was washed away. Their childhood has been washed away. Mm. That's just so what it's I, like symbolic. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. I sure thought his art skills improved. I was like, damn, that looks good. <laughs> the little boy. The painting. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> Hell yeah. His little watercolor. Rip the dog. I can't believe they killed that thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and the Royal Tenenbaums, they kill the dog. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. I have to, I'll have to rewatch it now. I want to watch it. I, I just want to wa- have a Wes Anderson marathon. Does he have a problem with dogs? <laughs> I know. I don't know. Did he lose a pet mm-hmm. or a dog in his childhood? You'll never see a cat die in my movie. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you will. <laughs> they cut over. I'm just like crying. I'm like, oh, this is my greatest work of art. Um, but yeah, that's Moonrise Kingdom. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, mm. The narration, I thought that was cool. We never, we were never even given an explanation why this dude's narrating the movie. Mm-hmm. No, it just, I don't know. And and he talks as if it's already happened, right? And like he's going back. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pa- yeah. Every right. so he's speaking about it in the past tense. Yeah. All right. So uh, I got a question for everybody. What's your favorite Wes Anderson movie, and then what's your least favorite? Hmm. I haven't seen all of his. Yeah, I, I haven't either. Of the ones you've seen, um, like, what's your opinion? Least favorite would probably be Isle of Dogs. It was good, but I don't think I could rewatch it. Um, and my favorite, ooh, I don't know. Because like I said, I, I hadn't seen Moonrise Kingdom since it came out. So I'm not too sure. Hmm. Amy? Uh, I really like Moonrise Kingdom. Okay. I don't think I really like the life aquatic. I don't know if it's because I just was tired and I fell asleep. Or <laughs> <laughs> I like or it. What? It's um, such a slow movie. I will was, say, I will yes. say, my favorite is Royal Tenenbaums because I, I, I remember that was the first one of his movies I saw, and at first I didn't like understand it, and then I, I watched it again, and then I got it, and I was like, oh, I was like, I like this movie, and that one I've seen over a lot of times, multiple times. So I will say that's my favorite. Yeah, I don't know if I can... Oh, you know, number one, I'd have to say Rushmore, because that was the first movie of his I saw. Hang on, pause. Hello. Hello, demon. demon. I'm just kidding. We're about to wrap up. You're cool. Like, two more minutes. Um, So, my favorite, I'd, I'd have to say, was Rushmore, just because it was the first movie of his that I saw, and, like, I just... I really like that movie, and I like I like all the actors, and it's... It's low budget. You could tell it's low budget, but it's really good and interesting. Um, and then my least favorite. I, honestly, I don't. I wouldn't say it was. I don't. I don't have a least favorite. I. I like all of his movies, and I think they're all different. Everyone. Everyone says they're all like Wes Andersony, mm-hmm. but I think all of his movies are different. Like, I would say the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou is like probably the most comedic film he's ever made because to me that movie was a comedy, but it was so entwined with drama of the you know the family and the father and stuff like that and mm-hmm. it's 
so there's some funny moments but i liked it i don't know i really like life aquatic and then they have the stupid little hats and yeah. stuff. yeah the red hats and they're all matching if, pajamas if you, <laughs> yeah yeah if you look at it as a comedy then i think you, mm-hmm. you might enjoy it a little bit more but eh, i don't know i don't have a least favorite i guess that, that one's only my least favorite because i fell asleep I don't mean least favorite, like dislike it. I just mean what's lower on the list. Right. Oh, okay. yeah. Like if you had to choose to watch him in an in a order. Yeah. I just love Ben Stiller with that little afro and he has those two little boys with the afros. <laughs> oh, too. yeah. The Royal Tenenbaums. That is a good one. I like that one. That Gene Hackman, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love how he does the... It's like a dollhouse, the way he does his uh, scenes. And he goes from each character and he's like oh, yeah. showing you just like the the regular things that they do every day like read a book or whatever yeah i really like how he does that oh yeah yeah that's pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah he's very detail oriented yeah the background's always really de- yeah. detailed and colorful maison scene yes. <clears throat> i wonder how long that takes him like he's like okay i wrote a scene now let me think about what this scene's gonna look like exactly mm-hmm. i think the stuff that he puts on scene are the same when he comes up with a character because the stuff on like when he shows a character in a room, the stuff in the room represent the character. Yeah. Because you're supposed to understand the character better by looking around, especially because mm-hmm. when I when I did that one class on film, we we analyzed Wes Anderson stuff because unlike most people, he puts his characters in the center of the frame, mm-hmm. and that's not where your eye is drawn. You're meant he wants you to see everything around them because that will help you understand the character better. And so I think. It's not that he has to sit down and think, okay, I'm going to put this here, this here, this here. It's this character is this kind of person, so he would have this stuff in his room. You know, Stanley Kubrick center-framed a lot of his movies. Well, he has a lot of like iconic shots that are center-framed, so I think Wes Anderson might have drawn from, from that. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be the end of the podcast. Edward. I want to see Royal Tannenbaums now. I'm thinking about when Luke Wilson shaves his head. <laughs> That's all that's in my mind right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he tries to kill himself. <laughs> yes. Why, why are you thinking about <laughs> Yeah, any parting shots? Uh, Marriage Story is a great movie. Okay, random. <laughs> random. <laughs> Just like the continual, <laughs> continual brought up of Jojo Rabbit, but no big deal. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Amy. Uh, I think my closing thoughts. If you haven't seen a Wes Anderson film, you need to. You. Oh, wait. Okay, wait. Real quick. Which, what would you recommend somebody see if they've never seen one? Rushmore. Royal Tenenbaums? Yeah, I would say Royal Tenenbaums. All right, cool. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be the end of the podcast. Thank you. Amy, thank you for coming on. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Of course. Appreciate it. And for the support and for all the shares and likes. Top fan. This is our top fan week. Uh, I'm going to go watch your videos now. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, appreciate it. Seriously, thank you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, guys, we look forward to next week when we take you back to the feature. Bye. Bye. Bye.